Hey friends, welcome to episode 157 of the Fierce Con Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Whip. Thank you so much for stopping by and joining me today. And I have a really great show for you. We are talking about some serious subject matter regarding our youth. And my guest today is my friend, Lori Wildenberg, and she wrote a book that is so powerful. But we're talking about mental health and issues that young people face today and issues that parents face today in helping their children. And we're talking about a whole lot more than that as well. So I know this episode will really bless you. She is full of so much wisdom and has a background in helping and coaching parents and she speaks about this. She's written curriculum for her church for these types of trainings. And so I think what she has to say is going to impact everyone who listens. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that. And friend, if you love Fierce Calling, subscribe and review the podcast so more will find it. And we're going to take a little break in the next few weeks and we'll be back with some more episodes but first take a listen as I have a chat with Lori Wildenberg what she shares is going to encourage inspire and challenge you do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go no matter how busy the season you're in Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. I am so excited today to welcome my friend, Lori Wildenberg. She is amazing. Helping families build relationships that last a lifetime is Lori's passion. She's a licensed parent and family educator and a national speaker and author. And she's also co-authored books as well. There are six parenting books, including the award-winning book, Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation. Those are serious, serious subjects. And in the world today, kids are struggling. Lori is the lead mentor and administrator of the popular Moms Together community. She has a group also on Facebook with the same name. She lives in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, and she's mom to four, mom and love to three, and Mimi to four. So I love that so much. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Doris. I love your title of your podcast, Fierce Calling. I love that. Because when God puts that calling on your heart, I mean, it's it's a passion that really grabs a hold of you. It is fierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you said intersect because I love that because <laughs> I'm about to ask you something that has that word in it, which is to share about your story and then how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Your fierce calling. I guess what I would say is I had always wanted to be a mom and a teacher growing. That was, those were my two passions, right? And I loved Jesus. And, uh, 
anyway, so I got a teaching job right out of college, which was really like a God miracle because they were not hiring teachers. And I was so thankful that the Lord found me a teaching job. So I got a teaching job and then Tom and I got married, but the mom thing wasn't coming too fast. And we went through a lot of years of infertility. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that was a very dark time for me. But what the Lord did during that time, as hard as that was, he really grew my faith. I'd always known the Lord. I was grown up. I grew up with, you know, faith and knowing Jesus. And I never questioned that. But God needed to take me from that baby faith to a deeper relationship with him. And um, often he does that in hard times. And the hard time was not being able to get pregnant. And Tom and I had always talked about, so, you know, you have your vision of what your family is going to look like, right? And our vision was that we would have four children, which we did end up having four children. But we also thought that we would adopt our youngest and what the Lord did is he turned our vision upside down. And through the infertility, since we knew we wanted to have babies and it didn't matter whether I carried them or not, um, we decided, well, why don't we just adopt first and then, you know, see what God has for us as we go along? Well, we adopted first and, we, and it was God's best plan because had we waited for adopting last, I don't know that we would have been able to do it because we traveled. Tom and I traveled down to Columbia to adopt our oldest. And there were so many God miracles during really the infertility and the adoption time where God was so near and so present and our faith grew leaps and bounds. And then, um, so we adopted Courtney and then lo and behold, ended up having three more the old fashioned way. And, uh, so we got our four kids and we are thankful for that. And our family is continuing to grow. So my passion has always been, as I said, to be a mom or a te and a teacher. Well, by the time we were having baby number three, um, I ended up backing off from work. I had moved to part-time to job sharing with our two oldest and then decided, well, this is just getting a little too complicated. So uh, ended up staying home. And in the process of that, I was taking some parenting classes because our oldest, um, she had some developmental challenges. And I, even though I, I knew things, you know, from my teaching background, um, I really didn't know some mom stuff. And so um, I took some parenting classes and I thought someday I would love to weave my faith and my teaching and my parenting all into one lump. And I ended up taking, um, I got my parent and family educators license, which I, you know, attached to my K through six teaching mm -hmm. license. And so I'm a licensed parent and family educator. And now this is my passion to work with moms and dads as we weave our faith into our parenting. And I've worked in the secular and in faith-based communities. So either way, it's God's wisdom, right? So yeah, so that is my passion to help families build connections that last a lifetime. That 
is my fierce calling. <laughs> all right, Lori. <laughs> wow. Thanks for sharing all of that in your story and your journey through infertility, because that is going to encourage someone today. And it just kind of struck me, which it never really struck me before. And I don't really know what it's like to go through that. I, I didn't have that in my life, but I know so many friends and family who have had that in their lives. And when you think about it, waiting for a child, and then you kind of put that together with adoption, there's a child who's waiting for a family. So it kind of is a God thing. And how he put it on your heart to go that route and not make it about, okay, maybe if we do this, then we'll have children naturally. You know, because sometimes people will recommend yeah. that, won't they? They'll say, why don't you adopt? And then you'll probably have a child. I mean, you hear that happen a lot. And people are very well-meaning and might say that. <laughs> but in your case, it was, you know, the plan was God put it on your heart yeah. to, to adopt first. And knowing what was down the path for you and your husband and everything and your family. So that was amazing. And how you got into the teaching, of course, and as moms, we're all teachers, but you had a passion and a, and a spiritual gift of teaching. So you were really called for that. And then using that plus being a licensed parent and family educator, how, how do you become that? Or how do you go that route if someone might be interested in doing that? Not every state has that licensure or that certification. Um, mm -hmm. And if they don't, you could always seek out um, sort of a, you know, a parent coaching um, certificate because they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of times because people aren't familiar with the term licensed parent and family educator, um, often I will just say parent coach because that is a term people are a little more familiar with. So you could, you'd have to check with your state and, you know, what, what licensures they offer in the Department of Education. But most places you could get uh, a parent coaching certificate. Fantastic. And then you started writing these books. So when did that start and what was the message on your heart when you were going through these different books that you've written? And then we're going to talk about the latest one. Because I really, it really struck me the title of it, especially the subtitle. Well, I came to writing pretty powerful the back door. and so important. Um, I never expected to be today, so an author. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I would consider myself a, a teacher and a speaker, but maybe not perhaps an author. In fact, even after I had written, I'm going to say three books. Somebody asked me, he, he had an Australian accent, so I sort of didn't understand. And he was saying, so you're an author. And I thought, what the heck is he saying to me? And I couldn't even come up with a word because I don't maybe identify myself as an author. And finally got so frustrated, he said, haven't you written some books? And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> it didn't hit my head. It was so funny. Um, but how I came to do that is once I got my parent and family educator license that attached to my teaching license, I was working at a school district in Minnesota. And yet I was feeling really called to bring faith-based parenting to parents. 
And at the time, there really wasn't that much. I've been doing this for about, I don't know, maybe over 25 years. Um, mm. And uh, so I approached my pastor and I said, hey, you know, I'd really like to teach, mm-hmm. you know, a parenting class to moms and dads. And I had only gone as far as investigating. There were certain classes that you could take a at the time a videotape, pop it into the little receiver dealy bub. And then, you know, I would just facilitate a conversation because I had four young kids and there was mm-hmm. no way I was going to put any extra work into this. I'd already gone through my mm-hmm. getting my parent and family educator license. That was hard enough. And then, uh, so I thought, well, I'll just pop in a tape. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been volunteering at the church and the um, secretary of this particular pastor, who was also my mentor, she came over to me and she said, you know, I don't know if this is anything, but she said it could be a red flag. She handed me a magazine and she said, I was paging through it backwards. And here's some comments on the tape that you want to bring to the parents. And it was so negative and it had a lot of warning signs in it. And I was like, oh gosh, I probably should have investigated this a little bit more. And I said, oh, she goes, I want you to know the pastor and I are praying for you because they really wanted this to work. And I left that class or that volunteer situation. I had about a 20 minute drive home and God downloaded 12 ideas in rapid succession of what needed to be taught and even how to teach it. And even beyond that, how to market it. Now, I'm not a marketer. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I, when I got home, it had come so fast. I didn't know if I'd be able to write it down as quickly. Uh, but anyway, I was able. God reminded me what the 12 things were. I brought it to my pastor. He's like, yes, this is what we want. And just to make sure I was really, uh, you know, theologically sound, because I'm not a theologian. He and I worked in conjunction with the scripture to make sure that all lined up. And so when we started to promote the course, my vision was perhaps 15 to 20 people attending the course. Well, it exploded. And there were over a hundred that signed up. I was pretty well freaked out. And I knew that I needed to then, rather than me present and facilitate conversation, um, I knew that I needed some small group leaders. And so I got 10 small group leaders and I would present the information and they would have conversation with their small group post the presentation. So that's how the class started. Well, people kept saying to me, this information needs to be in a book. And I was a little, I have to say, Doris, a little annoyed because I'm thinking, I have to do all this work. <laughs> and so I said, well, maybe you should just take notes. <laughs> and then, yeah, take notes. Yeah. And so, so then my one of my small group discussion leaders came up to me and she said, I've always wanted to write a book. But she said, I never had the right material. She said, this is the book. Will you do this with me? And so we took the curriculum 
from that particular course. And this was my first book. And we co-authored Empowered Parents, Putting Faith First. And that was the, the beginning of the writing. So I came into it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is really great how you shared all that. And I don't, the phrase you used, you were pretty well freaked out. I think that's kind of how we all feel when we're stepping into this calling that we didn't even know God was going to call us to. So that's pretty exciting. And how he, like you said, downloaded. I've heard that term so often how, you know, believers will talk about how God has given them a vision or a, you know, an idea or something that he wants them to do and he downloads it in and, and it's not always going to be the same for every person because not everybody is going to teach a class or a course or write a book or, you know, people might have other things that God is calling them to do. And so then he, and it's a, it's a way he equips, like he, he starts the equipping, but he's actually started it way before that happened, (laughs) you know, all throughout your life. So what, what an amazing thing to put that co-author person in your path like that you know, and all the feedback that you got, because oftentimes it's other people who tell us what we're supposed to do. Like he, he uses other right. people God to say. through other people. Yeah, yeah. like you need to yes, write a book. absolutely. Like, Excuse me? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised when I told her I would do it. I thought, who said that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Did that come out of my mouth? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I know. We say that to yeah. ourselves a lot. I did. I looked around even like, did I say <laughs> that? Because we were even getting ready to move from Minnesota mm-hmm. to Colorado. And I was thinking, well, how do you do that? How do you write a book and be in different yeah. states? It didn't seem to make a lot of <laughs> logical sense to me. And God knew I needed help, right? So that's why he and that's why he fully equipped me because I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. Oftentimes the things that we're called to do, they don't really make a lot of sense. Like, you know, know. build an ark. What? What is rain? I don't know. Why are you building this ark for years and years and years? What is the deal? So, I mean, that's kind of how he does that in our lives too. Sometimes we're called to build an ark before we even see the rain coming, you know? And so it's preparing, it's preparing us and it's preparing others because he's already preparing the hearts of the people who really need the message that he gives you. So what about if we skip now, because I know all your books are amazing, but this latest book that you have, if you could talk a little bit about that and what prompted you to write it. Yeah. So the book you're referring to is Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation. And how the Lord has typically worked with me is I need to live or teach something first. So this isn't a book that I would have chosen to write. Um, I'm glad I did. Looking back, I think that the Lord's used it in an important way. But um, my daughter struggled with, my youngest daughter struggled with depression, and she had a failed suicide attempt. So Still, even post that, I wouldn't have thought to write a book. But what happened a couple of years after her um, 
after that crisis, she she put out a blog and she said to me, hey, mom, how do you get people to read your blog? And so I said, well, you know, put it on Facebook and then you'll get some readers. What I should have then said is, uh, what are you writing your blog on? <laughs> I didn't think to ask. I need to be more inquisitive. <laughs> and so then when she put her blog out, I read it. And of course, it just struck me to the heart because it was about her journey. And the reason she put it out was she wanted to help her peers so that they wouldn't feel alone and that they would know that it's important and it's a good thing to get help. And there's nothing shameful about it. So as I read that, the Lord started to work on me and it took a few months of you need to be writing to parents to help parents help their kids. Well, this was to me, I was treading on some pretty scary territory. So I asked my daughter, first of all, you know, I, I needed to be respectful of what was comfortable for her. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if she would be supportive of and lend her voice to this book. And I would be asking her if she was, then I would be asking her questions and maybe using some excerpts from her blog. And would she be okay with that? And she was all for it. So I was like, okay, she's all for it. We'll move forward. So I started writing it and started asking her questions about like, how would she feel or how was she feeling during these times? And it was so frightening to me because I was afraid that I was going to kick her back into that horrible place. I had a pretty big discussion with the Lord. I was like, you know, God, if this puts her back there, I, I'm not doing this. But he protected both of us. And finally, when I, you know, I continued to ask, are you okay? Are you okay? And she said, mm-hmm. mom, you need to know this, that it is really hard for me to even relate to that person anymore. She said, it, I really have to think about how I felt. She said, it, it, I, it's hard to me, for me to relate to that person. And so once she said that, I was I felt free. Like, okay, we are doing a good thing. And you know what, Doris, what didn't occur to me? I was so focused on my daughter and her well-being and her healing that I never considered that perhaps I'd gone through something too while she was. And God really healed me during this process. And that's, that's part of how the Lord works, right? The compassion that he's shown us, we are to show to other people. and so. I fully, even though I knew it, I didn't know it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I am so thankful that we wrote this book and so thankful that we could take Mm -hmm. something that was so hard and the Lord has used it in such a beautiful, good way to help other people. I see that in my, you know, my parent coaching and I work with a lot of parents who have young people who are struggling with one thing or another. And a lot of that spills into their mental and emotional health. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that journey that you had with your daughter and your daughter's journey and her heart for sharing so that others can find truth and hope in the words that she shared. And that, That is amazing. And there is so much going on today that kids are dealing with. I know 
you know, all through the decades, kids have dealt with different things. But nowadays, you know, with the social media and all of these false messages that they're hearing, it's so very confusing for kids. And so it is so important for parents to be very in tune to what's going on in their kids' lives because sometimes we get super busy. Now, my kids are grown. I have grandkids, though. And, you know, we can get really busy in our own stuff, in our own circumstances, in our own schedules, and things can get crazy. And we might miss some signs that we should really be more intentional about paying attention to. And so this book is so purposeful and needed, especially our environment today. And I think, too, for you, sharing your story part of being a parent in having, you know, a child that has gone through this too is so important because parents cannot walk forward in their calling if their whole world is based in fear of what might happen to the, you know, the child they love, you know, so it can be so overwhelming and then surrendering and learning how to do that. But I love how you shared and it was very key and important how you shared what your daughter said to you. That was likely something that the Lord put on her heart to share with you so that you would be able to feel free enough to write the words that he was calling you to write. And, you know, the fact being that she didn't relate any longer to that person that was going through that and had those ideations. And that's the place where others can find hope in Christ. And hear the message of truth. Mm-hmm. Really important hope that we have. <laughs> you know, that we should always be ready to give a testimony about that and share about the hope that we have. And now, what are, what are you doing with um, the coaching and that kind of thing? How can the listener connect with you and find out more about your books and find out how they might, um, you know, sign up for whatever it is that you have to offer? Oh, yes. Great. They can contact me through my website. That's probably the best way to go. Lori, L-O-R-I, Wildenberg, W-I-L-D-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. If they would like to get a freebie regarding resiliency, they can plug in lauriwildenberg.com backslash resiliency. And then they can get uh, 10 ways to build resiliency in your kids. And I think that's, um, that's an important thing for parents to know. So those are the ways that you can get a hold of me and you can find out more about my books and you can get your free 10 ways to build resiliency in your kids. So that, that's, uh, probably the best way. Also, um, there are other online resources. I, like you had mentioned, Doris, I lead the Moms Together Facebook community and Facebook group. And if you want an inter highly interactive group that's based in faith, that is highly supportive and encouraging, um, I would encourage you to join our Facebook group, Moms Together Facebook group. And if you have a child who is struggling with mental health or even who is not, because there are a lot of preventative things that we can do, or if they're in the middle of the struggle, 
-hmm. I know that this book helps people. And because I am not a therapist and I am not a counselor, I'm a mom who cares deeply and an educator. I made sure that all the information that I have in here and all the strategies are spot on. In fact, I even have a child psychologist from the Mayo Clinic, licensed therapists, pastors, and parents and educators have endorsed this book. Information in there is solid. So um, I want people to feel comfortable. In fact, many therapists have said to me, I've got this on my shelves to help my clients. So that to me was like one of the best encouragements for, for Messy Hope, Help Your Child overcome anxiety, depression, or suicidal ideation. That is perfect. Thank you for all the resources that you provide to families and all the uh, ways that they can contact you and connect. And I'll put those in the show notes. Is there anything else that you feel that you'd love to share with our listener right now? Yes, I would like to just say to, um, to have hope, to be encouraged. And Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. He tells it like it is (laughs) in this world. You will have trouble. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yes. But he doesn't leave us there. He says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we can have hope. Hope is a supernatural thing that we have from the Lord. And uh, if you do need some help along this journey, I am available to help as well. So you can check with me about parent coaching. That is so encouraging. And yeah, Jesus definitely told it like it was. (laughs) And he still is telling us like it is. So, and it's really so important that we know that whatever we go through, we're not alone. Of course, we, you know, we have the Lord right there with us and he has other people that we can go to and find encouragement and resources. And we're all the body of Christ. We're not all the same. So we all have our different roles and parts yes. that God has given us in this body of Christ, you know, to further the kingdom of God and make healthy disciples. So we're called to be disciples and then and make disciples and healthy disciples is so important. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure and and thank you so much for also being so vulnerable about sharing your personal stories and how the word and, and biblical truth can be applied in our everyday lives for the hope that we have in Christ. So thank you, Lori. I hope that I get to have you on again. Oh, I would love it. I would love, love, love it. Awesome. It's so fun. All right, friend. So well, much. thank you. God bless you and your ministry and your family. And thank um, and thank your daughter for us too, because yeah. this was also Very partially... Brave. Yeah, brave girl, and and part of the story, you know, is is what you shared is her story too, and so please thank her for us. And if there is a listener right now who is struggling, or perhaps has a child who is struggling, or as Lori said, is is not, or in your eyes doesn't seem to be, it is important for that open communication and relationship to stay so close and rooted in Christ together, and you know, just just be aware. Because sometimes the kids who seem to be doing well really aren't. And then sometimes the kids are who are doing well seem to maybe be in the background because kids who are struggling 
get a lot of attention. So there's a, there's a lot of dynamics in all of that. So I know Lori is your girl to uh, reach out to. So thank you, friend. And I am so excited that, you know, this episode's going to air. It's going to help so many people. So thank you so much. And I hope they grab your book. And like I said, I'll have the information in the show notes so they can reach out and connect with you. All right, friend. Thank you so much. And you take care. Thanks, Doris. It's been a pleasure to be on your show and talk about our fierce calling. Amen. All right, friend. Thank you again. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today. Wasn't that a powerful episode? Lori was sharing some really vulnerable things and praise God that he can use all the hard things. He redeems it in our lives so that we can use it to bring hope and healing to others in his name. Love that so much. And I'll have all the links in the show notes, mainly Lori's website, and you can find most all that she talked about there. And friend, I hope you will also check out doriswift.com when you check out the show notes and then also check out my speaking page because I am booking for 2024. And I would love to talk with you about speaking at your next women's event. And again, just wanted to mention that Fierce Calling will be on a break and there are so many episodes. I don't think you possibly could have listened to all of them, right? So go back and listen and we will be back the week of the 14th and looking forward to that with uh, our next guest that's going to be amazing but taking a little trip going to a conference and then celebrating our 39th anniversary and I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion compassion and conviction intersect until then friend have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.